Ladies and gentlemen, we are back from our holiday hangover, ready to rock and roll once again. It's the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Sting is all elite. Kenny Omega is the AEW champion. War Games this weekend. It's going to be a hell of a run. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm Chris the Heat Matthews. He's Garrett G. Money Mun, and he is the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, and you are listening to episode 69 of the WrestleGeddon Podcast. Oh my god, it's Sting! It's Sting! He's walking out! He's walking out! Oh my gosh, he's, he's staring at everybody! He's staring at Cody Rhodes! Oh, now he's staring at Darby Allen! Like, really long at Darby Allen! Oh my god, it's Sting! Is this on? Let me talk to you. A little bit of a bubbly! Yeah, yeah. all right what is going on guys it feels like forever since we sat down to do this i'm pumped i hope you guys are too we got a lot to talk about oh yeah yep all right so how's you guys holiday was good oh yeah we talked about it last week didn't we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we were here last week, Chris. Remember we did that short Yeah, episode? remember we were here last week. Yep, remember the Survivor Series thing? Yeah, that thing? Yeah, yeah, we did that. Remember? Yeah, yeah, we did that. <laughs> and I do remember it because Heat Wave 1, baby, yeah. That's right. In a completely shocking turn of events, Heat Wave 1. <laughs> As much as Garrett tried to rig the randomizer, so I wouldn't win. That is not true at all. <laughs> you said you did. I have it. It's on last week's episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to get, uh, look. Look, I was trying to get Carl to win because he needs this. <laughs> I did need it. <laughs> I, think, I think Garrett needed a little bit more to get rid of the weeks of karaoke. It. I definitely needed it. <laughs> Tired of singing if you got pina coladas and like getting caught in the rain. Oh, Garrett, maybe this month it'll be a Christmas miracle and <laughs> you won't have to sing. Make all your uh, oh. matches like fucking death matches. Like, <laughs> it's a fucking death match. <laughs> 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 I just need to get uh, Dave, was it Dave Melzer that, that likes Kenny Omega that much? Just have him vote. Just put Kenny Omega in every match. Have him vote for this stuff. Maybe I'd, maybe yeah, I'd get somewhere. Or, uh, get a couple more girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> well, they'll sign up voting for us, though. Yeah, that's yeah, true. Right. I'd run away with it. <laughs> Garrett, don't you have Okada and Omega on your roster? Exactly. No, no, so no. So why I don't, don't you just... I don't have Okada. I thought you had Okada. No, I have Naito and I have Abushi. You have Abushi? Yeah. Well, all you got to do is just put the Golden Lovers back together and just do tag team matches with them winning the entire 
the entire week. Like every single match is the Golden Lovers versus whoever. Well, maybe they're good. Maybe maybe they're going to be my <laughs> new tag champs. You know, ever do. We'll see. <laughs> Just every segment, it's the Golden Lovers. <laughs> <laughs> the Golden Lovers versus the Gorgeous Gods. That's all you got to do. Sounds great. <laughs> all right, and for you guys to vote for. Which show that you want to listen to, which show was better, that you thought was better, when we do our fantasy bookings um, later on in the show. Um, follow us on social media. Easiest way to vote and get all the, the fun stuff and stay up to date on when new episodes come out and interact with us. So you can hit us up on Twitter at Pod with 1D. Instagram, Pod with 2D. I'm going to... 2Ds. 2D. Good Lord. 2D. I'm going to try... <laughs> We're going to try to be a little bit more active on Instagram too, kind of grow that audience a little bit. Um, so we're going to get back to, I want to get back to doing like the figure of the week that we that I kind of was doing a little bit. Um, and plus that gives me a chance to showcase a little bit more of my, my collection. Um, and I'll even branch out from all wrestling too. Cause I've got, I got a ton of stuff. I got, so, I got a figure we're going to put in there. You got a figure we're going to put in there? Oh Yeah. I got a, cool I got a figure, figure I'm gonna put in there too, but it might have to go on the Pornhub account. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get banned from Instagram. All, all six inches of it, baby. Woo! <laughs> 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 I will say our on top aside from that, um, our Instagram page for the podcast is actually at 99 followers. So we are one away from a hundred. So I'm pretty psyched about that. And then, um, if you're looking more toy stuff, the heats toy box, Instagram page, which is my personal one is just broke 600 followers. So kind of, kind of like riding that little follower high. And I think Twitter, we are, Two hundred and ninety followers on Twitter, so we're ten away from three hundred. Wow. Well, pretty sweet. I think a lot of that had to do with the uh the Toy News International article that we kind of got uh, put up in as well, since I had found some uh stock numbers for the NECA Ninja Turtles stuff coming out next year. That NECA had announced um at their Comic Con at home uh panel thing that they did not too long ago. So yeah, pretty cool. So Toy News International, got a little shout out from there. So pretty psyched about that one. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Facebook.com slash Pod with 1D as well. So you can stay up to date with stuff on Facebook if you're more into using that than other stuff. I'm trying to post a little bit more on there as well. I've been kind of more focused on Twitter just because it's a little easier. Um, what else we got? Redbubble.com slash people slash Podcast. Best way to support the show, buy some shirts, masks, stickers, all that fun stuff. We got some two new designs up there that we talked about a couple weeks ago. Got a nice little uh, WrestleMania throwback um, style shirt. This is WrestleGun Podcast. Um, we got the Luchador Mass for the Bad Boys of Wrestling podcast on there as well. So lots of cool stuff. Go check it out. And one final plug before we jump into our new segment. Uh, the Fig Cave, great Facebook group. 
um, actually a different kind of wrestling figure group. Uh, Fig Cave is a great place for folks to show off their collection, buy, sell, trade figures, discuss the hobby and more. And you can join that group on Facebook. Uh, just search the Fig Cave um as well as join them on instagram follow the instagram page for your chance to win an elite 77 fiend which will be which is donated by us so i've got that sitting here so once that page hits 200 followers uh random drawing will be done and we will we will give away that elite 77 fiend you know it's not as sought after since there is the top talent fiend coming out and the ultimate edition but it is the first fiend figure that was released and it's kind of a staple of your collection. So definitely want to do that. And it's free. So I mean, don't hate on a free figure. <clears throat> so, yeah. So that's all pretty much all I've got for our housekeeping. You guys got anything to follow up with or now let's get the news. All right. So let's, uh, Carl said, it. let's get into the news. Hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing 1-900-45-4-Hulk. All right, so we got some stuff coming out on WWE Network. I did. If you guys get a chance, I don't know if you guys watch it, the Live Forever documentary that came out last weekend, I think it was. That was actually pretty good. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've been, been watching yeah, most of the Undertaker stuff. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty much overshadowed by that. But it was um, it's pretty much the backstory on how she got into wrestling, like growing up and, you know, getting signed to NXT. 19 years old when she got signed. Interesting. So, yeah. Uh, talk, she talks a little bit. You know, they go through how, like, the Riot Squad debuting. Um, and then, you know, the split with the, the draft where Liv got drafted to SmackDown. Um, Heyman, Paul Heyman, actually a huge supporter of Liv Morgan, was pushing to bring her back into the storyline, especially with the, like, he was pretty much the one advocating for her to be put in the Lana Rusev, Bobby Lashley storyline, which did wonders for Liv. Like, that's probably the only bright spot out of that storyline. Um then it even goes up to their her reuniting with uh, Ruby Riot. Um, it's actually pretty good. So if you all get a chance, go ahead and check that out. Um, WWE also announced via their Twitter that the Slammy Awards will be returning this month, along with a new Smoking Skull Sessions with Drew McIntyre and a WWE Superstars Gaming Series and a bunch of more stuff that really looked bad, like a like a Goldberg documentary thing that nobody wants to watch yeah they're making uh what's his name get rid of up up down down and that's what the gaming thing is or is that something different i think it's something different but um yeah actually we got to throw this in here too um xavier woods actually was uh picked for g4 to be a host on one of their shows yep the, the relaunch of g4 so that's cool so goes to so the woods. That's pretty the awesome. Award, so no, the Flemmy Award. Uh, are they going to do them in kayfabe, or are they going to try to make them like a actual award, or do we know what they're doing with that? It's probably going to be kayfabe because, like, pretty much the Flemmy Awards are every time they do them, it's just to like advance a storyline or they tie it into 
some sort of storyline. And it's just, uh, yeah. I don't know. I just wish they wouldn't do them at all. Yeah. So, like, I think they started off serious and then it just kind of like, oh, let's make them storyline now. I mean, that's what it was supposed so. to be, anyways. But the, uh, like, the K Fab thing. But I mean, besides like Owen Hart, like, did you, like, the Owen Hart storyline, did anybody else care about the, like, Flemmy Award? You know what I mean? Not really. I think well, when Miz won a Slammy, like that he like talked about it for like a couple months. And yeah, I mean he was it. trying to he like, was trying to do the Owen Hart thing, but you know, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Like I'll probably still end up watching it just because it's kind of fun. But I mean, it's not. I like the the NXT end of the year awards. I think are a little bit better. Just because it's doesn't end up being like a storyline mm. thing, and it literally is more like you know, match of the year is voted by you know the WWE universe, you know, Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano from Takeover, whatever, you know, feud of the year stuff like that, and they're actually like, yeah, you know, we busted our asses, and you know, we wanted to put out you know something that we haven't done before, you know, they can go into that stuff. Yeah. And like occasionally they'll go, they'll still do it in character, like when Undisputed Era won and you know stuff like that. You know? Yeah. Oh, uh, let's see. What else we got? We've got a uh, Des Des and Wentz from the Rascals. Um, we saw their last match on Impact a couple weeks ago. They are officially signed with WWE and have reported to the Performance Center along with like a whole slew of other people, including a former. WNBA player. Look at that. I forgot her name. <laughs> I feel like I'd better be like going to make people off and then you know signing new people. Yeah, man. They got they yeah, got money. Pretty much. Well, yeah, they got money because they got rid of Gronk. And fucking Brock Lesnar. And they stopped yeah. paying Stink. <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see. Her name is Unreal Howard. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Me either. Wow. I'm not a big WNBA fan. I don't think anybody's a big WNBA fan. I know they get they yeah, get a, like a pretty around. decent fan base. Like, I mean, no, no hate or you know digs on the the women that actually play in the WNBA, but like nobody. Like, when you look at pictures of their crowd or you see, like, highlight videos, there's nobody there. Like, even pre-COVID, there's nobody there. Yeah. So, I kind of be interested to see how she does. Is she going to wrestle or is she just going to be, like, you know, uh, back backstage... uh... Interview. I think she's oh, gonna okay. wrestle. I didn't know if it was like a, like a broadcasting thing or something. Oh, she just actually played in 2019. She was drafted second round by the Seattle Storm. Uh, she played in three games with the team in 2019. Oh, so she, didn't start a so single game. She's probably gonna wrestle. She's probably like you know not going anywhere with the yeah. NBA. So why not? You know. Come out like the LA Lakers or something. Yeah. 
so there's that. Uh, what else we got? Uh, big one here. NWA returns to YouTube with NWA Shockwave, which premiered uh, Tuesday this week, actually, December 1st. So uh, it's I checked it out. It's pretty much all the stuff that they did on UWN featuring the NWA talent. So the, the main event for Shockwave was... Uh, Nick Aldis versus Mike Bennett, which we talked about like months, like a couple mm-hmm. months ago uh, when UWN premiered. But like it's you'd be doing yourself a huge disservice if you don't go at least check it out. Like if you didn't get to watch it on primetime, now you have no excuse to, to check it out. It's a really solid match from the two of them. Um, we also had Camille taking on, I think it was Heather Monroe. And then uh, Eli Drake was in action as well, as well on that. So three of um nwa is your top talent right there being featured on their their premiere episode so definitely go check that out on nwa's youtube support nwa as much as you can it's a great promotion like we've gotten a lot of great talent out of there put some more talent on the map like thunder rosa who's pretty much the biggest draw like probably like the most popular women's wrestler right now on the independent scene um as well as guys like zicky dice and all that so definitely check it out the question mark so much fun stuff. All right. What else we got here? Jump into a little bit of figure uh, news. Uh, we got some stuff here. figure news. Uh, Pat Patterson. Oh, I. how did I forget about that? That should have been like top, top notes on there. Uh, yeah, Pat Patterson. Uh, as Carl mentioned, Pat Patterson did pass away um, earlier this week. Um, I... It's just one of those things, like you know, yeah, you know, he's old, and it's gonna happen. Unfortunately, it's gonna happen to all of us. But um, it, it definitely came as a surprise, uh, especially to many people that he was close with. You know, but um, our thoughts and prayers do out to the family and loved ones of Pat Patterson. And as always, we will take a brief moment of silence in memory of Pat Patterson. All right. I should probably start doing a 10 bell salute. Yeah. I'll be here like 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of these guys deserve it. No. Um, yeah, Pat, I really, growing up, I didn't know who Pat Patterson was until the Attitude Era, honestly. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Like, cause it's not like. I didn't. I didn't know. Like, I didn't watch him wrestle or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I knew yeah. him from the Attitude Era. Um, you know, everybody like Jim Ross making the gay jokes and stuff about him. Stuff. <laughs> but um, but Pat can be credited for quite a few things throughout his story career. Uh, one of them is the creation of one of my favorite matches, uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, that is something that Pat came up with, um, as well as being the first Intercontinental Champion. And then his legendary feuds with Sergeant Slaughter and all the boot camp matches. Just just an amazing in-ring talent and an amazing mind behind the scenes as well as many people credit him for helping them with their 
their careers and giving them giving them advice. Um, just one of those guys who definitely you want to pick their brain and definitely definitely, definitely see what you can definitely do with that see though like uh, I mean they didn't make it into like stupid storylines or anything like that, but uh, he was openly gay since what well, like I don't know forever. Um, which is yeah, I would think would be harder to do, uh, in that sport, um, or sports entertainment. I I don't know if it was during, like I'm not hundred percent sure. I don't think it was during his actual in ring time. I think it was after he had retired. Oh really? That he he came out. Yeah, because you would have to think that while he's wrestling, you know. We're talking like one of Intercontinental Champion, like in the early seventies, and even prior to that, he'd already been wrestling for a while. But um, like you think in that type in that era, like for you to be openly, be like an openly gay wrestler, and he wouldn't have made it. Like they they probably literally would have tried to beat the shit out of him. I mean, he was a tough son of a bitch. So it's, I mean, it's hard yeah, to just the hard ones to, that even hard to beat the shit out of somebody if they're fucking bigger than you are. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm just saying, like, you know, you get jumped in the locker room or something, and like, it's, I'm sure it's something like everyone you know in that generation had to keep secret that ended up coming out. You know, but um. He was still a beloved member of WWE's locker room and, you know, great production talent behind the scenes. So there was not a single bad thing said about Pat Patterson from all the tweets and news articles that I read after he passed away. So I did quite enjoy him on um, Legends House, though. He's pretty yeah. entertaining. <laughs> uh, him and Mean Gene. I mean, I always liked him. Um... Uh, and you know, in the Stooges, uh, you know, Vince McMahon. <laughs> I loved how they came out the yeah, Hulk Hogan's yeah. old music. <laughs> I mean, uh, Gerald Briscoe. <laughs> Doing like all the Hogan like pose downs at the top <laughs> of the stage. <laughs> Oh man, that was awesome. <laughs> oh man. Rest in power to Pat Patterson. Definitely gonna be messed. All right. I am glad. Did I get his figure? I think I got his figure. No, you did. I think I'm missing Briscoe. Yeah, I'm missing Gerald Briscoe, but I got Patterson. He's the one is he the one that yeah. has no. the I am the IC champ shirt, or is that the Brick? Yeah, first yeah. IC champ. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I got Patterson. He's chilling here with Kurt Angle. So. And Scott Hall. <laughs> Need to find a Gerald Briscoe to go with him. All right. So nice segue there. Figure news. So um, according to uh, Steve from Mattel, um, which you can follow him on social media, Action Figure Attack, did a little bit of Q&A. Um, since Selena Vega's release, um, Mattel is still looking to release her figure. Um, if it is released, it'll still be a Target exclusive because uh, all the majority of the modern day figures are Target exclusive. A lot of the flashbacks are Walmart, but it seems to be kind of a mixed bag now since we've got the Rocky Johnson figure at Target. And I can't and I think the the modern Undertaker that recently came out with Elite 79 is a uh, 
um, Walmart exclusive. Uh, Garrett, here's one for you to be excited about. Jeremy Padauer. I saw it. I read it. I read showed it off uh, images. Sammy Guevara's unrivaled figure via their Instagram Q and A. Did you see the? Uh, did you see I the figure not, looks I like? Gotta, I'm gonna look at it right now. But keep going. Oh, uh, it's pretty. Like the head sculpt is kind of. Um, it's him with his mouth open, like his tongue out, but it's still pretty cool. Like I would, hopefully, that's one of those figures they could do like an alternate head on, so he's just not, you know, standing there with his mouth open and his tongue they, sticking out. Uh, reuse the uh, Dean Simmons uh, uh, cast. Oh, that is awesome. That's pretty solid. It's a uh, nice figure. I like that. I like that a lot. As long as they keep everything, as long as everything like stays like good, like after like like post production and all that other stuff, like it actually hits a retail. But um, that was the biggest thing with Unrivaled Series One is like a lot of the skin tone lighter than what they needed to be. Hopefully they'll get this stuff figured out. Um, let's see the, what else we the got. The only thing I would um, say about it is, like, if you look at it from the side, it looks like he's got like a fat lip, but that's about it. It's <laughs> uh, from his tussle with MJF. Yeah. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, it was also announced that um, the micro brawlers, which are exclusive to. Um, ProWrestlingTees.com, um, Impact, ShopImpact.com will be getting some exclusive ones uh, relatively soon. So look forward to those if you collect the micro brawlers. I have a few. They're actually kind of cool. They're very reminiscent of the Funko Mystery Minis, but you get, like, talent that WWE doesn't have under their um, radar. Like, I have a Avocada. Um, I've got a Mean Gene. When you say uh, micro brawler. You say micro brawler? Is that kind of like a a poly pocket, or is that bigger? Oh, a little bigger than a poly pocket. It's um, I don't know what to compare it to. Uh, what was the? Like, I know what you're talking. I know exactly. What, what was the? About. What was the, the the boy version of poly pocket? What Mighty Max. Mighty Max. Yeah, like. Uh, it's kind of like those. You remember the um the X Men figures that came out? They were like the die cast metal ones. Yeah, they were really small. They're about that size. Oh, okay. Like a Monopoly figure, a little bit, a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that. Yeah. Well, they're pretty cool. They're like a softer, um, plastic too. So, yeah, yeah I like them. I've got um, I got the ro- I got Demolition because I did um. Two months back to back in their boxes, one had Axe and the next week had Smash. I was like, seriously? Thanks. How are they able to do it without WWE? A lot of these guys aren't demolitions on our contract with WWE anymore. They don't have yeah, a legend. I, I, would, I would figure wouldn't demolition and like the name be owned by No. WWE? No. Nope. They um apparently are allowed to use their their ring names. Um, like the the same spelling, everything. Like not you know, like Enzo, where they have to spell N Z O. But um, they're 
yeah, their axe and smash, like their their paints a little bit different, but yeah. Well, they still they still go by axe and smash. Cool, interesting. They got like a lot of stuff. Like, there's a Macho Man's. Uh, they did a Macho King one, and like an Eddie Guerrero, Jim Ross, Raven, Bruce the Barber, Beefcake was one series. They did on a bunch of these, so they're actually pretty cool. Like I said, cool. I think they're. Uh, Wave two had Joey Ryan, Flip Gordon, Brandy Rhodes, all three members of SCU, um, Los Ingernables de Japon, like had the whole team for that. Damn. Yeah, it was, it was pretty, they're pretty stacked. Where am I? I lost that page. Okay. Um, yeah, so Impact will be getting their own. Uh, exclusive sets with those. So we can get some micro brawlers like Eddie Edwards and Sammy Callahan, Ken Shamrock, another Tommy Dreamer. It'll be like Tommy Dreamer's fourth one. <laughs> uh, let's see. We got some pre orders up on ringsidecollectibles.com. Uh, championship showdown two packs. Uh, series three are up for pre order. These are the ones that come with the um, side plates that go on the new kids' side that's coming out with the uh, wrestlers logos on there. So we got edge versus Kane um, from their fantastic feud where, you know, Kane killed Lita's baby. <laughs> uh, a nice throwback one, the giant versus Ric Flair from their uh, WCW feud. And then the uh, fiend versus Daniel Bryan. So those are up for pre-order now. Um, Elite 84 is up for pre-order. Pretty stacked set on this one. We got Rhea Ripley's first elite figure. Um, Angel Garza's first figure. I believe that's his first figure. I don't think he's got a basic coming out before that. Um, a new Roman Reigns, a new uh, Buddy Murphy, which should be his disciple ring attire. Uh, new Sheamus and a new Jeff Hardy. I can't remember which one is the chase in that line. It's probably like... Are we are we getting Sheamus with like the, the hat and like the coat? That's what I mean. I, I don't know. I don't remember which. It should be a updated Sheamus, but if I don't know that, what, uh, that would what they're doing. Cool. That'd be that cool. Would I'd be buy cool. it. Yeah. I got a lot of Sheamus figures. Like, I got his, like, King of the Ring figure where they put him in that, like, dopey um, cape thing. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. <laughs> I got that, that one. I got his, his first elite. Like, pretty much any time he changed up his look, like, drastically, like, I bought a new bought a new Sheamus. So, but, um. Yeah, I like Sheamus. Probably like one of the few that really like Sheamus. But uh, Basic 117 has the first Tony Storm, and she will be the chase figure in that line. Uh, reading the first basics of Otis and Tucker, who are no more as heavy machinery. Um, another Undertaker and another Roman Reigns. And that is pretty much it. There's not a whole lot of other uh, figure news this week. Um, aside from that, and yeah. So let's get into uh, on an hour here. Okay. Uh, you guys want to do weekly topic this week, or you guys want to skip that? It don't matter. Uh, we can do weekly topic. We, we, we can skip it if you want. All right. It doesn't that big a deal. <laughs> we do have a lot to fucking talk about. 
All right. Well, we, we will cut our weekly topic this week, and we will jump to our uh, get in the ring segment because we got um we actually got to go through our our pick results for Survivor Series, even though it was a couple weeks ago, and then get into like war games predictions and all that fun stuff. So, so we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll be right back with our get in the ring segment. We'll run down some SmackDown, some Raw from this past week, and then we'll do our. Uh, Get into the good stuff. Everybody's here for the WrestleGeddon Wrestling Federation. All right, so stay yeah. tuned, and we'll be right back. For all my Hulkamaniacs that have stuck with me through the thick and thin, train, said their prayers, and eat their vitamins, be a survivor, man. Don't smoke, it's a joke. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, we're back from our quick little break there. Everyone got their potty breaks in. We're good to go. Let's uh, let's look at Survivor Series. We'll just run through this real quick because y'all know the results by now. Basically, just doing this to see who we predicted and if we were correct. That, that's all. So, so we'll just stop. We'll start at the top and work our way down. Uh, championship match: Drew McIntyre versus Roman Reigns. Uh, we all picked Roman to win. Of course, Roman won. Uh, Garrett said Miz cashes in on Drew, which did not happen. Missed opportunity. <laughs> Definitely was. Uh, let's see. Yeah, especially since uh, Jay got involved and they pretty much just double teamed Drew for that match. Uh, men's Survivor Series Elimination Tag Match. We had Team Raw versus Team SmackDown. Raw was a clean sweep, and you guys both predicted Raw. I said SmackDown. So there we go for that one. That's the first clean sweep since what, what Survivor Series was it? Um, it was I can't remember what freaking Survivor Series was, but it was DX, the Hardys, and CM Punk were all the last three. Maybe and that was the, the last time. I don't remember what, which one that was. Yeah, I mean, they could have had... Uh, it's like one of, the, one of the better ones. Matt Riddle. Is. That was actually... That was my favorite... Series. Uh, um, elimination we, match. And so. we didn't even talk about it. Nope. There are other ones that were more, um, yeah, I know. more history making or impactful than that one. Uh, 2006. Okay. And they clean sweep the team of Edge, Randy Orton, John Morrison, uh, the Miz, I think Miz was on that team, and Mike Knox. Which there was a very hilarious part in that match because I went back, I did go back and rewatch that match. And um, it was, oh my God, this is great. Uh, so, like, 
Shawn Michaels is in the ring and like they eliminate Mike Knox, like like immediately eliminated Mike Knox because they're trying to get Kelly Kelly to take her top off. <laughs> and, uh, got, Knox got pissed. And um, okay, sorry. The team was let me go back here. Team was Edge, Johnny Nitro, Mike Knox, Gregory Helms, and Randy Orton. But uh, <laughs> so they're trying to get Kelly Kelly to take her top off. Knox got pissed. And like he went after Michael, so Michael super kicked him, and then you know Triple H hit the pedigree, and then pinned him, and like Michaels walks over and he's like, "Who is that guy?" Yep. And like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, this I remember. <laughs> <It> was free. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, who the hell was that? So, uh, that was definitely one of the better elimination matches that we've seen in a while. So. Um, yeah, so Women's Survivor Series Elimination Tag Team Match. We have the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Champions, Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, Lana, Lacey Evans, Peyton Royce taking on Team SmackDown, which was Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Natalia, and Bailey. Lana was the sole survivor. That was a great, I both man. picked Raw. Garrett picked SmackDown. So... Wait, we all knew Lana was going to be the sole survivor. I called it a long time ago, and I still didn't pick it. But Garrett just picked SmackDown for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, after the first two matches, I got everything wrong. (laughs) But is like the way that they did it was fine. But like the build up, like if you're really if you were paying attention, like the last nine weeks, eight weeks, whatever, leading up to Survivor Series, you knew Lana was going to end up being the sole survivor. Yep. Like, if you were really paying attention. And it wasn't any type of surprise at all. It was just the way that they did it with the the double count out with her being the last one there. And just, like, them constantly telling her to stay on the apron, don't tag yourself in again, because she literally tagged herself in at the beginning of the match. Say, don't do that again. Don't move. Stay here. We'll take care of it. And then Maybe. Lana becomes a soul survivor. Yeah. So, well, I guess it was kind of a payoff, but then, you know, she had her ass kicked by Asuka the next night. And then that turned into a tag team match and all went downhill from there. But now apparently she's teaming up with Asuka, which she did Monday night. But yeah. Lana needs to go away. Um, Raw Women's Champion Asuka versus SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. Surprisingly, Sasha picked up the win on this one. Um, Who got that right? Uh, Carl was the only one that got that one right. Uh, Garrett oh, and I both yeah. picked Asuka. I'm you, man. I told <laughs> Carl a while ago. He got a clean sweep. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Lashley taking on Sami Zayn, U.S. Champ versus Intercontinental Champion. Uh, Lashley picked up the win on that one. Carl and I both picked Lashley. Garrett picked Sami Zayn. Uh, <laughs> then you had the Raw Tag Team Champions, the New Day, taking on the SmackDown the Tag Raw. Team Champions, the Street Profits. Oh, uh, Carl picked the New Day. Garrett and I, oh, I picked the Street Profits. I'm the only one that got right. this one right. And Garrett, I was wrong, game. Carl. I thought you got a clean sweep. My bad. Almost. 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 So I told Carl, like if my Carl, whole purpose oh clean for picking Sami Zayn was for one reason and one reason only. And it was for, would it not have gone off better 
Because my whole point of why I hate Sami Zayn is he feels like this illegitimate champion. He doesn't deserve a title. He sneakily wins everything. So if he just gets a sneaky win off of Lashley, just a win, and then Lashley just destroy him afterwards, it does nothing to either one of them in a bad way. Pretty much. And But now you just have Lashley beat the shit out of them and make it seem even more illegitimate than it already is. And that's why I was irritated. Well, you make, you make Lashley look like the champion that he is. He's supposed to be this big dominant guy, so... They achieved that. Well, every champion should be dominant. That's the point of being a champion. No, not every champion is dominant. <laughs> Shawn Michaels no. wasn't a dominant champion. He barely won look all at, his matches. Look at half the matches that McIntyre has been in. Well, that's because as they don't WWE know champion. He should be destroying everybody. McIntyre gets his ass kicked. He gets his ass kicked through half the match, and then it's a typical babyface comeback. You know, hit my you know, comeback moves and then my finisher one, two, three, it's over. You no, know, or you know, I hit my finisher out of nowhere, it's over. You know, like I can see that with someone like Goldberg, but not or not Goldberg. Um, like his matches with Orton, like I can see that because Orton's a veteran. Orton, you know, can spot things differently than say someone you know half his size like Drew um, Dolph Ziggler. Like Dolph Ziggler should not be taking Drew McIntyre to his limit and dominating a match against Drew McIntyre. As much as I like Dolph Ziggler, that's that just shouldn't be happening. You know, that's just I don't know. it's one of those things. Same thing with like, Seth, like, Rollins. like Seth, Seth Rollins is a lot smaller than Drew McIntyre. Like he can beat Drew McIntyre because he's a veteran, but he shouldn't dominate the match. Yeah, exactly. Like they, it's like they're making him, making McIntyre look like the underdog, and that's not what he is. Like I can see him, yo, yo, that match with at um Survivor Series with him and Roman was a good match. Like they're evenly matched, and they're just pretty much just beating the shit out of each other until like you know Drew got the upper hand, and then Jay interfered. You know, <clears throat> and that's like when he wrestles bigger guys like that. That's how it should be. Sometimes, like Garrett said, they just don't know how to book their talent correctly. I mean, I'm not saying that I do because I have no clue when well, it comes not, to a lot of that about, stuff. And it's some not about looking like uh, that's on McIntyre. Like when the they're just going to tell you the storyline and who wins, maybe a couple spots. But everything else is up to the, the wrestlers to figure out why they're out there. Yeah. Yeah, they they do kind of put their hands in that a little bit, though. Just to kind of slow up the pace of the match or, you know, build, like, some drama. Yep. We're just pretty much going to run through this week's stuff here a little quick because there wasn't really – there wasn't a whole lot on SmackDown. wasn't a whole lot on Raw. We're just building the TLC um, in two weeks, two weeks from Sunday, actually. Um, there was a great promo on SmackDown with Roman Reigns and Jay Uso. Um, basically, Roman like ran down Uso for losing the uh, Team SmackDown versus Team Raw, um, and then interfering in the uh, Roman Reigns match. And he said, "You know, you're making me look like the bitch eating leftovers in the back." 
That's what Roman said to Jay. I was like, did he just say that? And I was like, yep, he just said that. Yep. <laughs> Must be the head of the table. He's the head of the table. Not eating leftovers in the back. Yeah. Damn sure he ain't nobody's bitch eating leftovers in the back. <laughs> so that was a pretty solid promo, which um pretty much resulted in Jay like beating down everybody that was on Team SmackDown. Yep. Um Otis. until he got to Kevin. Uh which is the main event. Uh we also had Dolph Ziggler and Robert Rue take on the Street Profits. Um they actually beat the Street Profits in a non title match. Oh, I'm sure we'll see Ziggler and Rude. Yeah, Rude had a handful um, of tights. It was garbage. That's uh, not garbage. It was glorious. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Sami Zayn defeated Daniel Bryan by countout. Uh, both men pretty much brawled up the ramp into the back where Jey Uso attacked Daniel Bryan. Um, out of sight of the referee, uh, Zayn ended up getting back in back in the ring in time to avoid being counted out. Um, then the main event, uh, Kevin Owens taking on Jay Uso. Ended in a DQ as Uso took a steel chair to KO. Um, but uh, after the match, Owen uh, Uso got a couple stunners for a little bit of payback. Uh, while, and then repeatedly beat Jay with a chair while calling out Roman. And that was the end of the show. Yeah, SmackDown wasn't too bad. A little more entertaining than Raw was. Um, outside of the typical stuff on Raw with The Fiend and Alexa Bliss, really not too much. We got another match between Elias and Jeff Hardy. This one was a another Symphony of Destruction match, which they went out of their way to tell us that Elias has been in every single Symphony of Destruction I match. I wonder why. Just to have them lose. <laughs> I wonder what. That's like the Undertaker losing every casket match. Like, really? <laughs> What's was the he, point of having like he, a specialty match for someone? Man? Yes. Maybe Kane might have been in one. I don't know. Um, I think he's, I think he was in a casket match with Kane, or buried alive match. I want to say I've seen like casket matches without Undertaker, but I may be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Undertaker casket match record. Oh, he's been in the most cast casket matches, not everyone. Yeah. Okay. Um, a record of eleven and four. He's definitely in the first one. Yeah. Which was him and Kamala. Well, let's get talk about uh, the best one that he's one. ever in. Yokozuna? No, the one with him and Mark Henry. That was the, so terrible. That match was so bad. <laughs> so it was funny. So at Royal Rumble 94, Undertaker was defeated by Yokozuna in a casket match. Survivor Series 94, Undertaker defeats Yokozuna in a casket match. Chuck Norris was the the special guest outside referee. Uh, Then he goes on to defeat Kama at two separate casket matches. Uh, King Mabel, Goldust defeated the Undertaker for the Intercontinental Championship. 
Uh, Shawn Michaels defeated The Undertaker. Undertaker and Kane ended in no contest. So you have a no contest the Rock casket match. I don't know. <laughs> Which one was it? Um, Undertaker and Kane ended in a no contest. Maybe they both it fell on the casket at the same time and Paul Beard locked the door. And it was like, yeah. It was October 19th, 1998. It was a Monday Night Raw. Was that the one where no, that's not when Kane ripped. I mean, they they ain't when Undertaker ripped his mask off, was it? No, that was like in two thousand something. Yeah, he's like Kane defeated Triple H. Undertaker defeated Heidenreich. They might have set each other on fire or something because that that might have been like the build up to the Inferno match. Yeah. The last one was uh, Undertaker and Rusev at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Yep. Terrible. Daniel Bryan and Kane in 2015. Wow. I had two. Mark Henry and Undertaker, two casket matches. WrestleMania 2 and then Raw on March 10th of 2008. That WrestleMania 2 one? That was bad. (laughs) And poor Chavo on a Halloween edition of SmackDown in 2008, was in a casket match with The Undertaker. Poor Chavo. Legit had, like, three casket matches in 2008. <laughs> and two of them were, like, a month apart. <laughs> Damn. Um, Kevin well, no, one was, um, one was a SmackDown. Mm-hmm. October 31st was SmackDown, and then the next one was that Survivor Series. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So, Monday Night Raw wasn't much that went on there. We had AJ Styles actually won a triple threat match. Um, so, he'll be taking out Drew McIntyre at TLC. Um, but, like I said, the show did open up with Alexa Bliss um, in the ring to do a moment of, a moment of bliss with uh, Randy Orton, which ended up with the uh, the Fiend coming out. And, like, I don't know. It was, it was kind of a weird segment. So, so here's the one biggest complaint I have about that whole segment. So, uh, so I understand the purpose was that Alexa is the Fiend's weakness. But why does Alexa just sit in Orton's arms and do nothing. She just sits there like, oh, I'm comfy here. Because I think she was trying to manipulate Orton. Yeah, it worked very well. Like yeah, She had that big-ass smile on her face, though. Right. Like when she was like, when Orton was holding her. Like she had that big-ass smile on her face, and she just kept like looking back and forth at the two of them. Right. So... And you saw, like, the Fiend, like, step towards him. And then, you know, Orton just, like, dumped Alexa Bliss on him. And then, like, that was that. Like, Orton, they got out of the ring. It was just, I don't know. It was it was kind of weird. It was still a good segment, but it was just. Yeah, it was, it was it weird. Was weird. Like, that ending that was a little weird. Yeah. You know? I agree. Uh, let's see. We talk about the Symphony of Destruction match. It's. Jeff Hardy, like, almost damn near killed himself, though. I saw that. And that swanton outside the ring ended up whacking his head on the steel steps. So, 
I'm glad to see he was okay after the match. Uh, we have Ricochet, Ricochet versus Slapjack. Nobody really gives a shit. Uh, Miz TV segment with Sheamus. Nobody cares. Um, Oscar Lana versus Shayna and Nia. Nobody cares. <laughs> Why? Lana pin Shayna. Uh, <laughs> I don't care. Like, if they're building up, like, to Lana and Asuka winning the tag belts, I'm, it's going to be ridiculous. Oh. Like, Shayna and Nia should be feuding with, like, the Riot Squad or, or another team over those tag belts. Not just some thrown together bullshit Lana and Asuka thing. Um, Cedric Alexander versus Xavier Woods, which actually was a pretty good match. Uh, it's probably one of the better matches of the night uh, prior to that triple threat match, which was pretty solid. Um, Cedric actually picked up the win on Woods with the lumbar check. And we had the triple threat, Keith Lee versus Riddle versus AJ Styles. Great matchup. Like I don't understand why that wasn't the main event, but because I think it should have been. Drew McIntyre is always in the main event. Oh, blah blah blah. Uh, Dana Brooke took on Reckoning, aka Mia Yim. Uh, Brooke ended up getting the win. Shocking. Was it? Ms. Morrison, Sheamus, and McIntyre events. I won that one. That was odd. I don't remember. It may have been a disqualification. I don't remember. I don't remember. It's not important. <laughs> uh, let's go. Let's go to NXT. NXT was much better than the main shows, as usual. Uh, let's see. We kick off with tag team action with Damian Priest and Leon Ruff taking on Raul Mendoza and Santos Escobar which was a pretty solid matchup, which saw Ruff get the pin on Escobar or Mendoza. Mendoza. I, can't remember. I think it was Mendoza. Yeah, but Leon Ruff picked up the win on that one uh, for his team. So. Uh, Johnny Gargano, Gargano was on commentary the entire night, which was great um, for that. Well, not for the entire night, but for that matchup. Uh, we had newcomer Austin Gray taking on Cameron Grimes. Uh, this was more just build up for um, Grimes and Loomis for um, war games with their strap match, which we saw more at the end of that, which was pretty cool. Um, Atlas versus Tony Nese was a pretty solid matchup. Um, Atlas ended up picking the win with his cartwheel DDT. We had the Grizzled Young Veterans versus Imperium. This was really good. Like, it was supposed to be um, Ever-Rise taking on the girls with Young Veterans, but Imperium attacked Ever-Rise before the match and then took their place. And then Ever-Rise came out and attacked both of them. Yep. Or I should say knockoff Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then the main event. Main event was the ladder match for... The team advantage for War Games, which all Shotzi Blackheart versus Raquel Gonzalez. This right here was by far the match of the night. Um, like there's really that was the match. Of the night. Like this, 
match. It was it was great. So uh we finally got Yo Shirai revealed as Shotzi's final member of the team, which we should have saw coming after last week. Um after they got um Team Candace laid out Yo. This this was really good. Like I really enjoyed that ladder match. So I'm really looking forward to the War Games match, the women's War Games match uh, Sunday night. So that should be pretty solid. Excellent. All right. So let's get into, let's preview some War Games here, give our predictions for that. War Games. War Games. War Games. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's uh, let's start here with uh, Timothy Thatcher versus Tommaso Ciampa, which was added um, after last night's NXT. This one, I'm not. Give me Timmy. You want Timmy? Timmy, 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 Timmy. I don't know. I think I'm gonna have to go. Um. I, don't, I think I'm going Champa on this one. Hmm. <laughs> spells as bad as I do. <laughs> uh, Fat fingered. Uh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna take Champa. Champa. It just doesn't seem right to have Chompa lose to Thatcher. I could be wrong, and they could just be like, ah, fuck it, we're gonna... Ah, fuck fuck it, fuck it, fuck it. We're just gonna make Chompa lose. All right. Uh, Strap match. Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. I am looking forward to those. These guys have been... Like these guys have been entertaining since um Halloween Havoc. That's been great. When um you definitely gotta think Loomis's size is gonna come more into play here, like his size and power over uh Cameron's smaller stature and speed, but but I know I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Loomis since uh, Grimes kind of got Did Grimes get the win at Halloween Havoc or was it Loomis? I think it was, it was Loomis. Loomis. I'm going Grimes then. I'm taking Grimey. I'm going Loomis. You, get, get. you going Loomis? Yep. I lose me with the deciding vote, and the winner will be Cameron Grimes, <laughs> the zombie referee. Yep. <laughs> All right. So this the NXT North American Championship Triple Threat match. Leon Ruff defending against Johnny Gargano and Damian Priest. I'm kind of I'm torn on this one. It's like, does Gargano win the title back, or does Ruff end up retaining it? Give me Johnny Gargano. Thanks. I don't. I don't see Priest getting the title back. 
Like if he does, it's going to be off of Gargano. Mm. This this is a, a tough one to call. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Leon Ruff. I think I think I'm going to go Gargano. Just just because it's I don't know. It just it seems like a Gargano thing. All right, women's war games. I'm excited for this one. This is going to be amazeballs. So we've got Team Candice, Candice LeRae, Tony Storm, Dakota Kai, and Raquel Gonzalez taking on Team Shotzi, uh, which, of course, is Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Now, my only nitpick with this is every single time there's a women's war games match, why does one of the women turn heel? What was the other one? Uh, you had. I know um, about the Dakota Kai one, obviously. What was the other one? Dakota Kai. Ah, uh, did um. I think Candace was after War Games, right? When she turned heel. So. And then um, about EO. Uh. I don't remember EO. It's possible. It's actually, but it it's seems like uh, every. It seems like every because I've actually been thinking Tony Storm is not actually going to be heel and she's going to be face and she just did it to get in the team and beat somebody up. I thought that like the whole time. <laughs> I don't know why. I thought that'd be funny. Uh, let's see, guys. Yeah, so War Games last year was Dakota Kai. Uh, Mia Yim turned uh, Io Shirai. Io Shirai turned heel. I think that was previously. Uh, that's pretty much all they're talking about. All I can find right now is just um, Tony Storm turning heel. But... Interesting. Yeah, it's not that big a deal. We know Dakota. Yeah, it's just it's just weird because it seems like it's like every time there's a war games, I feel like that one of the women turns heel and joins the the other team. Yeah. Ah, good. You gave me more time to think. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. We're supposed to be picking it. Okay. So I. I'm going with Team Shotzi. I don't care. I'm I'm full on Team Shotzi. Um, it literally has like, it's like all your favorite people, like Ember it. Moon and Shotzi Blackheart. So yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> like, yeah. Give me um, <laughs> give me Team Candace. I'm actually gonna go Team Candace too. Team Candace, Team Candace. I hope Shotzi comes out with a new tank. I hope she comes out. I I'm hope assuming that's what she's been building. A tank that fits all of them in it. Yeah. All of them on her. 
that's got to be what she's been building. It's like a new tank. Like, it has to be. All right. Men's War Game, Undisputed Era, and the Kings of NXT, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Burch, and Oni Lorcan. I'm going Undisputed Era on this one, just because they are like the MVP of the War Games match. Yeah, uh, I'll go Undisputed Era. I only had to say one thing. Boom. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna shock the system too. Yep. <laughs> I'll say the worst part will be it will be right, wrong. So... <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't I think don't that's gonna happen. I really don't see undisputed era losing this war games match, but I mean, I'm always I could be wrong. Like, it's a 50 50 chance. But like to break it down even more, I was like, who gets the pinfall? Yeah, no, I do all that. So hopefully, it's like the best scenario for me that would make my day is if it's just UE. And and like one ring with fucking McAfee in the middle, and they all punt it, punt him in the head at the same time to get the win on him. That would be fun, yeah, as hell. Because these are all these are all elimination matches, right? Uh, if I remember correctly, no, they should be. No, no, they're not. No, they should be. one person has to give it up. Okay. Right, it's just one person. Because remember, you gotcha. can't do a pinfall until everyone gets in the ring. Until yeah. everyone's in the ring, yeah. Yeah, it'd be more. That'd be like adding a can whole other. Can you do pinfalls on that? Element. Yeah, it's pinfall. I think it's only pinfall and submission. Uh, I thought. Yeah, I, pinfall I and thought submission. Like ori- original war games, like you either had to give up or get a submission. Yeah, no, it's. it's... Yeah, it's pinfall because um, like the last couple, I remember. Um, Adam Cole pin Gargano. Yeah. So. Last year or the year before that or something, like when they went off the uh the top yeah. of the cage through yeah, all those damn tables. So. <laughs> okay, so that's war games. I'm excited for war games. I love war games. I'm so glad that NXT is utilizing these um WCW events. I wish they I wish they would uh put the um the lid back on the cage. I yeah. think uh, I think cool. AEW was supposed to have like a war game style match that got postponed due to COVID. Oh yeah, they're gonna do that. Um, I can't remember what the hell the name of their match. Yeah, was I can't remember be. what they called it. But yeah, they were gonna do something. Yeah, they're gonna definitely gonna do something like that. So hopefully they'll still do that in the future. Yeah. I mean, since they've been doing battle royals and shit now, so they can do, they should be able to do that stuff. So. Um, speaking of AEW, let's jump into Dynamite this week. Uh, we started off with the the Diamond Battle Royal, uh, which was the the remaining two will wrestle next week for the uh, AEW Diamond Ring, which is in possession of MJF, and the winner will hold on to that for a year. So we've got MJF versus Orange Cassidy next week for that AEW Diamond. So that should be a pretty entertaining matchup. 
Uh, what else happened? We had uh, Britt Baker wrestled some chick from Russia. I can't remember what the hell her name was, but it was a pretty solid matchup. Baker ended up picking up the win only to get jumped by Thunder Rosa at the end of the match. Thunder Rosa getting some payback from last week and taking the exception to uh, Baker's comment that she's come back to clean out the trash that doesn't belong in AEW, um, including Thunder Rosa and some other talent that doesn't need to be there. You know, I'm pretty. I'm looking forward to Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa. It should be pretty good. Uh, then we had a tag team matchup between Cody and Darby Allen. That goddamn Darby Allen taking on the newest member of team Taz, Will Hobbs, and Ricky Starks. Oh, why did I draw a blank on Ricky Starks? Ricky Starks. Ricky Starks is awesome. Um, so they picked up. We all picked up the win of that match. Uh, I think. I think Why Cody. I, I think that? Cody and um, <laughs> it was Darby Cody? Allen picked up the victory. That's right. Darby. But, Darby got the pick. But they. Yes. They. It ended in like a. They got beat down. Game. Yeah. Because I was pissed off again because Darby hit the fucking coffin drop on Starks again, and pinned him. But Ricky Starks' shoulder was still up, and the ref counted fucking three. That's the same fucking thing that happened in their singles match like a couple months ago. As Darby hits the coffin drop and then pins Ricky Starks and his shoulders aren't all the way on the mat. Well, that's on Ricky. And he's and he still counts to three. Like how like uh like well that's the ref should be paying attention to that oh, too. I mean not just oh, I'm gonna count the three, even though shoulders. Well, I up. mean, if he knows the finish, then like he's supposed to count there. That's on Ricky Starks to keep his fucking shoulders down. I think it's on all of them. I don't care. I'm just saying, like it's kind of it's little shit like that. That's kind of that's irritating. I don't, like Darby needs to reposition himself better for the pin, so he's not, you know, forcing them to lean into it. Because so, that's exactly what it looks like. But yeah, uh, it's probably just because I don't like Darby Allen. But um, yeah, so Team Taz beats down pretty much everybody. Dustin comes out trying to make a save. They beat the shit out of him, and then lo and behold, WWE Hall of Famer, WCW staple Sting makes his debut on AEW TV. First time Sting has been on Nitro in twenty or er, on Nitro. <laughs> Might as well be fucking Nitro. I've <laughs> <laughs> been on Nitro in a long time. <laughs> first time sting has been on tnt in 20 years um sting returns pretty much does nothing but woos at the end of the, the he segment stared at everybody. after he stares down like everybody in the ring but like he stared down darby allen a little longer be be honest though so i think I basically thought he was about to kiss darby allen like he like embraced him and like kind of looked at him so like like super close like he's trying to catch COVID. <laughs> he wanted to look at him and say, I'm your dad. I think uh, he wanted to finish up his face paint on the other side. <laughs> what was I going to say? It's going to be like, probably. It's going to be like, son, that too. I'm going to teach you how to paint your full face. You <laughs> look like a jackass and stop wearing your sister's clothes. 
<laughs> but I mean, but, uh, yeah, I don't a... think he's gonna wrestle at all. I I don't think he can wrestle. Unless, uh, him, like I think he's got him um, and Arn Anderson have like a hip versus hip match or something. Because <laughs> I, like, I think wasn't Sting <laughs> wasn't Sting diagnosed with like spinal stenosis? I know, or something? like he hurt his like he can't he hurt his neck or his back or something in WWE. Well, I know he, he got like severely injured in that match with Rollins yeah. when he did the uh, when Rollins did right. the buckle bomb. I mean, it wasn't like even Sting said it wasn't any fault of Rollins. It was just you know a freak thing that happened. No, nah, he bl- he blames uh, Rollins but, um, down inside. He's like that bastard. <laughs> Bret Hart blames Rollins. Everybody blames blames Rollins. <laughs> anytime, anytime, anytime somebody gets injured in the ring, like. Brett automatically blames Rollins. What? Rollins can be wait, nowhere near wait, the match. Rollins is oh, it's Seth Rollins' fault. Oh, he fucking did it. I know he did it. <laughs> what they, uh... Is that meme that Rollins is responsible for putting being an unsafe worker, putting people right, out of but, action? Uh, what Sting should have done... But Becky should have fucking... should have fucking dyed his hair like bleached blonde and came out with the fucking surfer... That's what a lot of people are hoping for, but I mean, like that crow, the crow version of Sting is what really just put him over the top, and like that's that's what a lot of people remember. That and, then, remember and that and then too, like, what is this a uh, fucking bleach blonde surfing dude gonna do against fucking Luke Hobbs, uh, fucking Ricky Starks and? Brian Cage. Well, what happened? is fucking Crow's thing gonna do? He's like fucking. He's gonna bring hair. out his baseball bat and beat the shit out of somebody with it. Well, Surfer Stink could still baseball carry a baseball bat. bat. It could just be neon uh, yeah. pink. <laughs> <laughs> or he could just bring a surfboard with him, <laughs> or a little, you know, kickboard or something, and just beat people with that. <laughs> There's plenty of stuff he can do. <laughs> Right. Um, yeah. So Sting debuts. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't that excited. Like it was cool. Like it, it just. I wasn't that excited yeah. about it. What I was more excited about was um, what happened. You know, later on in the main event. You know, Kenny Omega wins the AEW title, which I thought for sure they're going to have Mox retain the title, but um, you know, Omega picks up the win. And this is the thing that with was, this. Oh my god! It was so. <laughs> it's just irritated. <laughs> it's just irritated the shit out of me. So Mox can take barbed wire, thumbtacks, get put through a table, beat with chairs, kendo sticks, get the shit kicked out of him by Lance Archer and you know Brody Lee and like all these other people, all these bigger guys, and still somehow survive the match. But he gets hit in the head with a microphone and he loses. A microphone. Yeah, you know, microphones sometimes. Like, yeah. I mean, like, what was it? Like, you get like an electric shock from the microphone, too? Yeah, like, what the electrocuted. hell? I mean, you saw him get busted open by it immediately. You know, it's so hard, it busted him straight open. Yeah. But, but even then, like, it's a fucking microphone. Like, I know, yeah, microphones are heavy, but I mean, they're not as impactful as a fucking steel chair or 
you know, going through a table, but you get a little tap from a microphone on the head and you're out for, you know, at least 10 seconds. take like 30 V-triggers to the face. Yeah. I'm going to sell the V-trigger should have been enough. So, I, I, like, I, I would have been know, cool man. with a low you blow and like then a V-trigger. That That's all he did annoying. in that match was V-triggers. <laughs> oh, Kenny Omega set up. Oh, he missed the V-trigger. Into another V-trigger. Oh, hits it again. V-trigger. Well, actually, I'm sorry. He he did win the match. He hit him with the microphone, but he did hit the uh, the one wind angle, the one winged right. angel for the pit. So he did actually pin him with his finisher. So my bad. <laughs> yeah, but without so, the chair shot, but still without the, microphone. the microphone shot, it wouldn't have mattered. He would have never gotten into that situation. Yep. But um, yeah. So this is what's interesting with this. Don Callis was on commentary. Again, Don Callis is one of the heads of Impact. Um, if you're not familiar with Don Callis, Don Callis is, um, he goes back in wrestling for quite a bit. Um, I guess apparently he was trained by Kenny Omega's uncle. Um, like good friends with Kenny Omega, Curse Jericho. Uh, he was also Cyrus in ECW. And then he was the uh, leader of the Truth Commission in WWE. Uh, he was the Jackal. So he's he's been in the game for a while, you know. Obviously, so a little bit of background on Don Callis. But the interesting thing with this is Omega gets the pin, and Callis is in the ring, hands him the title. You know, they pose for like a quick second, and then like Callis is bringing like, him out of the here. building. Let's go, let's go. Like they're running, and they, you know, obviously there's a car waiting. Like, oh, there's always a car waiting. Um, yeah, always. So they get out there, and like the ring announce, the back room, backstage announcer dude's like, you know, what what just happened? Let me get a word with you. And Callis is like, you'll find out more Tuesday night. And, and the dumbest line ever from any type of announcer, worse than puppies. <laughs> Was wait a minute with dynamites on Wednesday. You know what's you know what's funny about it though is you know what will end up happening. It'll be on fucking dark. <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to fool us with dynamites on Wednesday us. nights. Things like where you can catch an impact on Access They're TV. Fool us. So don't fall into the yeah. charade. I am more <laughs> I'm more interested in that than I am Sting debuting for AEW. Yeah. Yeah. Like just see like I know we've talked a little bit about it before, like a while ago, about how you know, especially with like New Japan and opening up their doors, especially since they've opened up their doors to the NWA and using some of the NWA talent. I mean, Serena Deeb is signed to AEW, and she's the NWA Women's Champion. We've seen Lee show up, Diamante, who are all signed under AEW now. And then Thunder Rosa, you know, obviously she was a uh, NWA Women's Champion when she debuted on Impact. Or not Impact, Dynamite. So for them to you know start this working relationship with Impact, 
is going to benefit both of them. Like, we're going to get some great dream matches out of this. Um, you just th- you look at the tag team roster that Impact has to begin with, the Motor City Machine Guns, the Good Brothers, just to name a couple, and then the women's division, Rosemary, Taya, late. It's going to be freaking awesome. Like Havoc, Nevaeh, the I can see Madison Rain getting involved in you know some of these matches too. I'm psyched for this. Like, is what what other doors is going to open up with you know New Japan's uh, former CEO stepping down, and you know we have a new CEO for New Japan that opens up another door too. So you could possibly have all these me- these wrestling companies forming an alliance they they possibly could be a threat to WWE that's what if and done, that's what they want to do. if done correctly it's yes that's how you change the game you don't you don't try to do it by yourself you you try to make compelling storylines and you work with other with other companies you talent exchanges things like that it worked for ring of honor Look at all the the New Japan talent that came in through Ring of Honor that helped put them into a grander stage, like and then bringing in guys like um, Marty Skrull, the Bullet Club, like all that. It definitely helped Ring Ring of Honor, but they've they're still like this, like way below. Yeah, but it brought more eyes onto the product though, and that's one thing that they're looking to do because I never, like I was watching ring of honor. Like I wouldn't know who Kushida was or, you know, some of these other guys. Cause I really didn't watch like, I didn't have access to new Japan. Like I wouldn't know who Okada was if I wasn't for ring of honor. So but yeah, I'm, I'm psyched for this. No. So. Yeah. It'll be good. But, uh, it's definitely going to be good. And especially when you got the uh, Impact doing their uh, women's tag team title tournament now, the Knockouts tournament for the tag team titles, which uh, Jazz debuted as Jordan Taz? Grace's partner. I read that note a long time ago, and for some fucking reason, I thought it said Taz. I was like, why the fuck would Taz be debuting with fucking <laughs> Jordan Grace? <laughs> I'm so confused. Oh, man. So pretty much Jazz's uh, retirement run is going to be an impact. So yeah, I'm pretty psyched for that. So Impact Wrestling next Tuesday is probably going to be the highest rated Impact in their history since moving to yeah. Access TV. Because people are going to be like, "Oh shit, Kenny yep. Omega's on Impact." Yep. So it's definitely going to be a can't miss That's like episode. Impact back when it was. Well, apparently it skyrocketed the ratings <laughs> and the 18 to 49 demographic, you know, that, that all important demographic oh, yeah. for wrestling shows. You know it, buddy. <laughs> they completely crushed uh, NXT this week. But... You know why? Nobody cares about women's wrestling. That's why. And it's the problem with this world. <laughs> But the Sting debut was the um, – it wasn't during the ladder match, though. It was during the uh, 
the Pat Probably. McAfee promo? Something. Yeah. Something like that. Because you think with the um, while Omega and Box was going on was the, the ladder match mm-hmm. in NXT. All right, so yeah, so that's pretty much wraps up the week. There wasn't pretty much anything else. There wasn't a whole lot else that went on on Impact. That was pretty much the biggest thing. Was Jazz debuting as a Jordan Grace's partner, and uh, Ken Shamrock got suspended for thirty days. We found out uh, Larry D was the one that shot Bravo, or at least his alter ego, Lawrence, who was uh, under a Rosemary spell during the uh, Russell House thing, was the one that shot him. Oh. Man, it's cold outside here. Well, around here, we threw ourselves out. Oh, what are we going to do now? First thing we need to do is figure out what we're going to do with all of Coach's money. Hey, you want to uh, want to buy some tickets, go inside, and mess with everybody? It's a great idea, but show sold out. Yeah, you're right. People knew we were here. Tickets went fast. Hey, those look like a couple of scalpers. I bet you they've got tickets to the show you want to go see. Give it a shot. Excuse me, fellas. Hey, yo, what's up? It's It's prime time. It is prime time. What's up, baby? Hey, you guys don't have many tickets for the show, do you? Oh, do we, we have, have tickets? tickets. <laughs> Yo, what you need, baby? Yo, we got you uptown, downtown, all around, wherever you need, baby. We all need up in the grill. Get you know all in the grill. Get up all up in the grill. Get up all in the grill. Get close by that. You know what I'm saying? Get all down there. Sorry, I don't understand what you're saying. What? Oh, but wait. Help. Yeah, what's the man? What's the man? Come here. What's he saying? I don't understand it. Hold on to this. Let me handle this. I speak jive. Yo, 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 we gotta get back in the his and see the shizzle, you know what I'm saying, dog? But we need we need a deuce down low. We need a deuce down low. Down low, brother. Down low, baby. Yo, baby, we got a deuce down low. Yo, yo, my man, my man, my man, my man. Sit the shizzle, baby. Come on. Sizzle, sizzle. And my man here, you get some. Down low. Tell me what you got. She got, she got. Bam! What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? What? Well, he doesn't have a gun. Popcorn player. Down low. Down low. Whoa, 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 whoa. 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 Uh, HBZ, the mathematics on that is kind of high. It's real high. It's real high. You Three digits, brother. You got to drop something for that. You got to drop something for that, baby. What's he saying? Come on now. What's he saying? You got to give him the money. Oh, fuck. There we go. There we go. You got to pay the man. Yes. Check it out. Somebody got paid, son. Somebody get paid. Same time, same time. I don't know you, man. Same time, same time. Same time. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Let's do a little business with you, baby. Always, baby. Uh, there we go, baby. See Always, you tomorrow, baby. Be easy, Sam. Be easy, son. Be easy. One. One. For shizzle. Okay. Money. Money. Yeah, yeah. Money, money. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we're almost done, Garrett. It's time for the Wrestle Get In Wrestling Federation. 
And this, of course, is sponsored by the dailyshopstop.com, your one-stop shop for all your cool gadgets and workout gear. And right now you can get 50% off site-wide and free shipping on orders over $100. That's the dailyshopstop.com. So be sure to check that out, get you some cool shit and some cool workout gear. All right. Uh, We talked a little bit earlier in the show, Survivor Series, uh, which was what we put out last week Um, in lieu of having an actual episode. We still wanted to give you some content, so we gave you our version of Survivor Series, which pitted all three of our brands against each other. The best of the best and the best of the best of the best by Random Generator was Heat Wave. So with that, um, I actually got to replace a talent on my roster, which I did. Unfortunately, uh, I had to cut Jenny Rose. She was the only one I wasn't really using. And she was replaced with Sue Young, the undead bride. So I'm pretty cool with that. So already got some big plans in motion, which we'll get into tonight. So which one of you guys wants to go first? Go ahead, Carl, go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. Go first. All right. So, uh, as you know, uh, Saturday Night Special takes place uh, at a bar in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, we do have news, if I can remember, because I was a little drunk uh, the last show, but I believe, who did I say was my commentary? Uh, was it Jesse Ventura and Roddy Piper and someone else? Anyway. <laughs> uh <laughs> Jesse the Body Ventura and Roddy Piper uh, are on uh, commentary uh, with uh, uh, Jim Ross. We're going to keep Jim Ross on. Um, they uh, have uh, a limo pull up. And uh, who gets out of the, the limo? Well, it's uh, Jackie Fargo. And he's holding a, a new title. That's going to be um, fought for uh, with a tournament that starts tonight. And this title is the Southeastern United States Heavyweight title. Uh, so we're going to start the tournament <laughs> off uh, with Ravishing Rick Rude versus Jeff Jarrett. Ravishing Rick Rude. Um, it's Jeff Jarrett with a rude awakening to pick up the win. And he advances on in the tournament. The next up, we have another match uh, in the tournament. Cody Rhodes versus Diamond Dallas Page. Diamond Dallas Page picks up the victory by hitting Cody Rhodes with the Diamond Cutter. Next up, we have MJF and the superstar Bill Dundee. MJF is defeated by Bill Dundee after getting interfered uh, with by Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Eddie Guerrero is holding a grudge on MJF after MJF turned on him um, with uh, uh, the help of uh, Cody Rhodes. Uh, but uh, Eddie Guerrero has a match um, uh, next up in the tournament versus Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle picked up the win 
after you guess it, MJF interfering with uh, Eddie Guerrero's match, allowing Kurt Angle to uh, lock on that ankle lock uh, and get Eddie Guerrero to tap out. And then the final match is not part of the tournament. It's actually a, a, a spew over from the pay-per-view. Um, as we have Ric Flair versus Jerry the King Lawyer. Um, which the match ends in the no contest after um, the Four Horsemen and the uh, King's Memphis Mafia uh, have a brawl at the end of the show, closing out the, the show. And that Saturday night special for December week one. That sounds like an AEW show. Yeah. It is inspired by it. <laughs> oh, awesome. All right. I'll go next. You go next or go last? No, I wrote mine. I wrote mine like ten minutes in. While you guys were just talking about, I don't remember what you're talking about. Uh, it doesn't matter. All right. Money shot. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. In our wonderful money shot stadium, uh, we are gonna have three title matches tonight because we didn't have no title matches at my pay per view. We didn't have no pay per view. We're gonna do it tonight. Fuck yeah, fuck yeah. Alright. Match one is Adam Page versus Big E for the money shot title. Big E ends up hitting a big ending to become the new money shot champion. Uh, Rhea Ripley versus Io Shirai versus Becky Lynch versus Tony Storm for number one contender for women's title match. <clears throat> Ripley hits r- the Riptide on Tony Storm to edge out that number one contender spot. Match three is the tag team title match, which is sees the Gorgeous God versus DIY. The Gorgeous God's got this match for being their sole survivors in their match. They deserve it. Breeze hits the beauty shot. And Sammy hits a 450 on Gargano to become new tag team champions. Match four is Keith Lee versus Kota Ibushi. Lee hits the Big Bang catastrophe on Ibushi to pick up the victory. And my match five is Finn Balor versus Adam Cole for my World Championship. Balor retains by hitting a coup de grace to end the show. And that's it. Alright. That was uh, that was pretty quick. <laughs> Alright. So you've heard from Saturday Night Special. You've heard from Money Shot. Now it's time for Heat Wave. We're hot off the heels of our October pay-per-view witching hour and coming high down from our victory in the Survivor Series, which I made no sense, but what a wave we're riding heading into tonight. The new number one contender to the world title, Mickey James, is in the building. We'll hear from her. Also, the beautiful people 
will be in action tonight. And me again will defend the television championship against Deanna Barrazzo in our main event. But first, general manager Sensational Sherry is standing by with Lillian Garcia with a huge announcement. All right, so we send it down to Sherry at ringside with Lillian Garcia. And Sherry says the Heat Wave roster has some of the best, if not the very best talent in the world. And to spark that spirit of competition even more tonight, we will kick off an eight-woman tournament that will culminate at Holiday Hell. The winner of the tournament will be crowned the first Heat Wave Intercontinental Champion. Now let's get things started with the first match of the tournament. Introducing first, Ivalice, and she'll be taking on Hikaru Shida. And Shida picks up the win with the running knee. Second round of the tournament, we'll see Veda Scott taking on the debuting Sue Young, who makes quick work of Veda Scott with the panic switch and will advance to the second round. Uh, next up, we're going to hear from Mickey James, and she says, It's been a while since I've been in this spot, and I plan on making the most of it. Come holiday hell, Jordan Grace, you better hold that title a little bit tighter each night because in a few short weeks, it's leaving around my waist. Yada, yada, yada. She's going to kick her ass. Uh, then we got the Beautiful People taking on Punk Rock Riot. Uh, beautiful People pick up the win after hitting the makeover on Ruby. Um, after the match, Velvet grabs the mic and says, Demon Bunny at Holiday Hell, it's you versus us. And you're just one makeover away from losing those titles. See you soon, uggos. Uh, next round in the Intercontinental title tournament we see thunder rosa taking on rachel ellering uh thunder rosa picks up the win after hitting the fire thunder driver and will advance to the second round and of course the main event mia yim taking on diana barrazzo uh mia yim retains with the protection neck and then next week we'll see the last first round matchup uh, which will be Ember Moon taking on Taya. All right, that's it for Heat Wave. Yay. Yay. All right, and as always, go hit up Twitter um, after this episode drops on Friday. Um, probably be a little later in the day. There will be a pinned tweet there for you to vote on who you think thought had the better show and of course after the four week total Me. one of us will be singing karaoke <laughs> like I said Gary, hope for a hope for a Christmas miracle <laughs> oh man so, yeah, so head over to our Twitter that's a Russell getting pod with one D go ahead and follow us there and you should be able to see that pinned tweet there at some point Friday afternoon uh, after this episode goes up. Um, and that's going to wrap up the show this week. So we had quite a bit to talk about. And we've been on here for a while. Um, so, so let's close out, so, Garrett. What's your theme uh, of the to, week? To, I have to describe my theme of the week first. So all night I've been thinking it's, 60, it's episode 69. 69 means one thing and one thing only to everyone. So I'm thinking... <laughs> Valvina? So I've been thinking the whole night. 
I was like, <laughs> what wrestler has the most sex with 6 9 is the most? And the first person I thought of was Ric Flair. I was like, well, I can't do that. We've already done that. In no way. We haven't done Ric Flair. I mean, come on. <laughs> so then I was like, who do I know that's ravishing? And that's who I thought of. Kill it through my brain. Ravishing Rick Reed. I thought you were going to say the Ravishing Russian Lana, and I was like, fuck you, Garrett, I'm not using that. <laughs> Your pick has been vetoed this week. I'm going with this. <laughs> what's the uh, what's, uh, thing? Uh, I don't fucking know. I did. Uh, you got the, WCW theme, WWE theme. Uh, it doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't matter. Whatever the best one is, you pick that one. Right. Oh, so what I was Which has got to be his original WWF theme. The music. You never really knew his theme because you, like, your time played, he like, cut the music. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What was the? I mean, it was like the like stripper bit, theme. But he always come out and was like, "Cut the music." I got something to say. Yeah, he'd do it. He'd um, you know, he'd run down the crowd and then they'd play it um, while yes. Bobby Heenan was disrobing him. But yeah, that one. Yeah, the shipper team. Check that out. No one of their overlapping. Sorry, I just pulled up the, the theme on YouTube. Alright. So, excellent. So we will leave you with the ravishing one, Rick Rude's theme music. Um, that's going to wrap up another edition of the WrestleMania podcast. Thank you all for listening. I know it was a long episode this week, um, but by the time I edit this, it'll probably be a little less time. Um, on behalf of myself, Chris the Heat Matthews, Gary G Money Mun, and the Tennessee Jesus Carl Crossland, thank you all for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Later, Marks. <laughs>